success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have another invincible one to introduce you to today. Today, we have Ulrika Seminati. She's a longstanding senior executive coach and author. After over 20 years of being a successful leader in corporate organizations, Ulrika believes that female leadership is one of the biggest untapped potentials in the world. She is known for combining all her experience and years of excelling in the corporate world with powerful self-development techniques that she gives to hard workers like you, allowing you to flourish, realize the root causes of your struggle, and finally land that leadership spot you're after. Oh my gosh. Welcome. Welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. We are so excited to have you with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh, so excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation uh, as to just empower women. That's what we're all about here. And I think that you are perfect for today's episode of empowerment. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? So it's a, it's a longer story, obviously, as uh, I'm nearly 50 years old today. So there is a certain career behind me <laughs> in the meantime. But I started off as an assistant in Germany. I'm, I was born and raised in Germany. And then very early on in my career, I went out to France to live there. And I climbed up the whole hierarchy ladder in the corporate world being a corporate communications leader. And then in 2015, I actually landed this incredible spot of being a C-level executive in, a, in an executive committee of an international pharmaceutical group. So kind of incredible for me, um, triggering all my imposter syndromes, which you can imagine. <laughs> the higher you climb, well, the more imposter syndrome kicks in. Yes. And um, yeah, and then uh, and then it's after three years in that role and quite a number of CFOs and CEOs that have changed in the short period of time, I then decided to make a leap of faith and to leave the corporate world, which was, uh, well, a big step. I knew it was the right one, but everybody told me like, oh, you're so courageous. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> What they want to say is you're totally crazy. You can't give up a solid career like that. Are you crazy? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is but so I knew fun. It was the right thing. Yeah. I knew it was the thing to do because I, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to achieve more than what I can achieve as, as a leader in a corporation because you're always limited to what the company allows you to do. 
And I thought I can have greater influence coming from the outside, be it in other corporations or also in individuals. And that's I how that. I landed where I'm today. <laughs> yes, yes. And I love that. I love what you're doing and how you're empowering uh, women and just, oh my gosh. And coming from corporate America, right? Like that's where we're receiving all these women back into the, you know, entrepreneurship from corporate America. So I love that because you're positioned to help them. And that is amazing. So tell us what makes you invincible. I think what makes me truly invincible today, and this is relatively fresh in my life, maybe two or three years old, is that I truly believe what I want to achieve. And even if that sounds simple, it was a huge task for me to get there, to have the right way of thinking about myself. And knowing that it's, like, it's as if I had cracked a code on how to live your dreams, on how to achieve more, on how to live in this famous zone of genius, yeah. <laughs> where we want to be, or at least some of us want to be, because that now makes me truly invincible. A few years ago, I would have said it's about my competencies and my qualifications and these all more tangible things. But today I know that you can have any qualifications of the world. If you do not believe in them, they are worth nothing, actually. And if you believe in yourself, then you can achieve incredible things, even if your qualifications might be lower than the ideal case. And so ah. that's why I feel today like, yes, I'm in a really good mental spot. And that is, is what it's all about. <laughs> it's all about this mental sweet spot where you can be with a bit of work on yourself. I love that. That is so great. And I love how you really brought the comparison of how what you would have said a few years ago to the lessons that you have today and the, the gratitude. So what do you think that is? What what caused that difference? Do you, do you think, I mean, as you say, a few years ago, was it had anything to do with the pandemic? Or would you say it was just the evolution of you moving into that sweet spot? It was the evolution because it happened before the pandemic. I love uh, I'm not a pandemic person in that sense, because I know that many people started reflecting truly during the pandemic. Yes. So, yeah, I yeah. started reflecting before and was already fully in that process. Uh, I love it. That's pandemic. good to know, because we can stop blaming the pandemic for some of these things, right? Or giving it credit. So I love that. Okay, well, today we're talking about self-empowerment and how all success starts from within. So let's go there. Tell us everything we need to know about this today. So self-empowerment is something that you can control by yourself. What I often tell my clients is become the CEO of your own life. And I call it, it's the chief empowerment officer. And obviously at the same time, it's the chief executive officer. Yeah, you, you decide, you decide on your vision, on your goals, you decide who you delegate to, what you want to focus on, which can be your strengths, for example. So I like to use this image of being the CEO of our lives because we can decide to be that. We can promote ourselves. We can promote us out of this position of victim, where we are the victim of circumstances, can be the pandemic, can also be many other things, a bad boss that we have, a husband which we don't like anymore. I don't know what, I mean, it can be really anything and we can always blame others for not being well in our lives. Sure. But I believe that the true power lies in the fact that you take ownership of that and responsibility and you empower yourself to take the right decisions and to do whatever is necessary 
for you to come into that that place, the sweet spot of self-empowerment, where you can then choose how you want to be, how you want to think, with which mindset you want to start your day. There are many little things which you can do throughout the day, every single day, to become a person that is just much stronger and, and as a consequence, much healthier and happier in her life. I love that. And here's the thing about this is that we make it sound so easy, right? Like you just said it, like you just do that, right? So let's give our listeners a few things that they can do to move them into that direction. So that, cause they're thinking like, oh, that all sounds great. What do I do first, right? Do you have a couple of tips you can give around that? So the first tip, an important one, and the first thing to start with is to create a level of awareness, to be bluntly honest with yourself. To just find out, what do I really think about myself without hiding away? Also, all the ugly stuff, which you might think about yourself, because we all do that. I mean, I still have negative thoughts about myself, but I'm much more aware of them. They do not operate from the background anymore. So awareness is absolutely key. First of all, find out what's going on in your head. Find out what's going on when you fail. Find out what's going on when you think you're not perfect, you're not good enough. What exactly are you telling yourself? And, and what is triggering this? And then the second thing is to understand in which emotional state you get by that. Because sometimes we are just upset or we don't feel well, or we just feel small. And we don't know why. If you never reflect on the why, then you will always be victim of these emotions. And they will always hold you back to take specific actions. So this kind of awareness is super important. And once you're clear about this, then... It's not about brainwashing yourself like crazy to get rid of it, because I can tell you that that does not work. <laughs> because if you try to get rid of something, what you actually do is that you focus on that because, right. you, focus, because you want to get rid of it. So you think of it. So this is the wrong way to do it. You give even more power to these negative thoughts in a certain way. It's about becoming more relaxed instead just acknowledging that they are there. You could wake up in the morning, close your eyes and just search for your underlying feelings inside of you. And there's always a mix of it. It's maybe happiness, excitement, because you have a nice day, but there's maybe worry or anxiety because you have a difficult call at the end of the afternoon, something like that. Whatever it is, just let it be and acknowledge, okay, there's also worry. There's also anxiety. No, okay, well, but that's not really important. You can then make a decision of telling yourself it's not important. It's there. I don't have to take care of that. I focus on the other things, on the enthusiasm that I have about something that is happening today. And whatever you found that is more positive, switch your thoughts instead of pushing the other things away. So that would be my, my second thing. And it's really about practicing, practice, 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 practice. Most people think if I read five or 20 or 50 books, I think I read hundreds of books probably on this topic. It's, it's giving you the theory but the practice will not happen when you are not practicing. I mean, it's logical. It's like doing sports. You need to experience a different way of thinking of yourself. You need to experience that you actually feel better. And even if it's just a little bit, tiny bit, but you need to make these little experiences that build up over time. And it takes time to just become that person that you would love to be instantly, obviously. But I, honestly, there's no quick fix, even if many people promise that. But no, no, I can tell you there's no quick fix. But what I can tell you is that it's possible to achieve this. And I think this is the important thing. I love that. I, I think that the practice is the most important thing, right? Like it's a 
It's an exercise. It's like a muscle. The more you work it, the stronger it gets. And I tell people that all the time is like, you know, if you do something so much over and over again, you're a pro. You After a while, you don't even think about it. You just show up and do it. Where in the beginning, you're like dreading it and you're pushing yourself or, you know, resisting. Um, and I love that. And practice. Oh, love it. Love it. So let's talk about how success starts within. And I know that you have your own experiences, which we'll talk about later in our good and bad and ugly, but let's talk to our listeners about how, if you don't get this stuff straightened out, sorted out, right, fixed up uh, and get on the right track, how can this change the direction of your future, your goals, your success uh, and the journey? I think what I experienced for myself is that it can be a radical change. You can be stuck in something where you feel like, I can't move on. I can't make it happen. Whatever I do, I can work as hard as I want to, but somehow there's not this breakthrough, the success or the, the goal achievement that I'm looking for. And most of the time it's because in your head, you're blocking this in a certain way and you're not aware of it. Once you have created that awareness and taken these steps to just feel different about it, to truly, truly think different about the situation, suddenly things open up. It's really magical. It's incredible. It's um, everybody knows certainly of your listeners who heard of the law of attraction, this famous law of attraction. It sounds so simple. Just think of something and it happens. Well, it's not that simple. (laughs) But uh, because we have all these counterproductive thoughts that are sabotaging this whole thing. Um, what, what I realized in the beginning actually is maybe a little, a little story and that illustrates quite well why it's not working instantly so easily for bigger goals. When I started this manifesting thing, like I imagined to, to achieve something and I will just get it. I started with little things, for example, finding a specific parking spot is very close by the place where I want you to go, where I knew normally this is always occupied. It's, it's full. But for me, I imagine just, yeah, if I come in, th- there will be this free parking lot. And I did this multiple times and it worked nine times out of 10. Seriously, the spot was free when I arrived. And afterwards I reflected, why did that work so easily? And I realized because there was nothing at stake. You know, I just, I just could like send this wish or this conviction out without pressure, without putting pressure on myself, without putting pressure on the universe or whatever energy empties for me this parking lot, because it wasn't important. If I had no parking lot there, I would have parked 500 meters away and that's it. Sure. And I realized, okay, so you need to achieve a certain lighthearted way of being and thinking to manifest bigger things to allow that you shift your mind in a way that even bigger things come to your life because if you you try to force that it's not working and that is what i realized that when you change your way of of thinking of that by not pushing it like crazy by not putting pressure on yourself again and again which women do very very much of course i'm a specialist in doing that (laughs) Really? <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, we have like an MBA oh, yes. in that. Oh, oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I had really to go against my nature. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a horrible perfectionist and I know that it, I will always be one. I manage it just differently today. It's about letting go. A lot is in letting go. And this is so hard for certain people. For me, it was extremely hard, I must say. It was the hardest thing of all. 
believing in the theory, understanding my beliefs, creating the level of awareness, all of that was fine. And then I hit this moment where I, I needed seriously to let go and not only little bits and pieces, but big bunches, mm. letting go control, letting go of, um, of this way of thinking about myself that was this building, building, building like glass ceiling. I call it a glass ceiling, an inner glass ceiling above my head. And it was hard to get through that, really. It took me time. It took me several attempts. I did a lot of different things to push through that, to understand where it came from, why it's still there. And I digged out more beliefs. And the more beliefs I digged out, the more I found it. So it felt like, oh, my God, this is a never-ending story. <laughs> There's always another layer which I have to uncover. And to a certain degree, it still is, even if today I'm I'm well advanced in this process. But I also know that the more I achieve, the more this process again kicks in because it is always there. There's always a glass ceiling. Then push it further, further, further up. And maybe there's a moment where this famous greatness is just here and you can just achieve everything. And um, I know that I'm not far away, but it took me time to get there. It's really, really work, work on yourself every day. I love too what you said about like in the morning, just like, it's like that visualization, right? Of like how you want it to be yeah. and, and how you really can reset your mind every day. Uh, do you find that there was anything else that you did that was, you know, uh, like a routine or something you did all the time or found yourself doing to work through some of that? Was there anything else? Not really, but I can be a bit more specific about the morning, uh, the morning, yeah. routine, like I call it. It's my morning routine. It's in my agenda. It's fixed in my agenda. It's really the time of the morning. And if I have no other chance because I have a big customer appointment where I cannot skip it, then I skip this. But it's very rare because it's a very important time. And in this morning routine, I decide not only what I, who I want to be. I have my personal mantras, how I want to become and feel. But I also visualize certain things in my life. And it's also like double checking if it's still around. And by doing this very often, you give a real, you get a real feeling of what's, what's going on around you. You know, is this, is this contract with this big corporate client really within reach? Where is it? I can literally feel it. And it's quite funny because you can try to attract these things in your thoughts. And without like forcing, oh, absolutely need this, please, 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 like you would do when you do a prayer. It's not at all like that. It's really like you feel it is there and visually you can imagine whatever comes to your mind. But imagine something that visually brings it to you and you can do it again and again. And it's for free. Everybody can visualize whatever they want. And I love that idea because it's not only about dreaming the ideal scenario. It's really about feeling the elements that are part of it and, and yeah, pulling them towards me. I love that. And I love what you just said. And, and it reminds me of something else, but I love that you said it's free. Oh my gosh. Like how many people are signing up and paying for programs and going here and doing this and paying and paying and paying. This is something you can take control of every single day and it's free. And you get to decide what that looks like. And I love what you said about just the emotion that comes with it, right? Because that is what makes it real. And our brains don't know the difference. So if our brain doesn't know the difference of what's real and what's not, it only knows what we tell it. Why on earth are we not telling it all the greatest things ever, right? Like it just makes sense. But it reminds me of this time when this gal had um, been in this pageant and she was trying to be, you know, Miss America. She's trying to win. 
and you know, and she she's in her mind, she's visualizing and visualizing and uh, and then when she finally wins and they interview her and they say, what did it feel like to finally walk down that aisle? And you know what she said, don't you? She said, that wasn't the first time I walked down that aisle. I walked down that aisle in my mind a million times a day, every day until I actually did it. Oh my gosh, how powerful your statement of it is free. It's your choice. Create whatever it is you want and then believe in that and practice, right? Oh, I love that. What a powerful morning routine. Is there anything else that you do with that? Um, You said you have affirmations, you visualize, you bring in the emotion. This is so good. Yeah, I carefully watch myself throughout the day. I really carefully watch my thoughts. I don't want to, it happens to me, obviously, to start worrying about things. That's natural. But I I catch myself worrying and I try not to worry. Or if I really need to worry because something substantial, (laughs) which can be. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) Then I, then I. Then I try to put it into a certain time frame. I call it the worry time. So this is my, like, if I need, really need to worry, okay, give myself 10 minutes. Let's worry a bit. Yeah, let's worry a bit then. But that's it. Not like ruminating, it, having it all the time in your thoughts. And as soon as you're not focused on something else, you start worrying again. And at the end, it sums up to six hours of worrying throughout the day. So I don't want that anymore. I really watch out on what, how do I think about myself? Do I stay in this positive mood? And I connect this very much with my body because you feel immediately in your belly when something's not right. When you do not have a good feeling in your belly, that's the signal. Think about what have I thought in the past 60 seconds? Which thought brought this feeling into my belly? And you find it immediately. You will see you're worrying about something stupid, something completely unnecessary, potentially. You created anxiety or something completely conceptual, which hasn't even happened yet, which might never happen, actually. We, we all have these thoughts. So I really take care to carry this positive mindset that I create in the morning throughout the day and to bring myself back to it whenever I can. That is so awesome because once your feet hit the floor, we go to autopilot, right? And then and then we just go and we don't think and we're just going with it. And it's like we're being smacked in the waves. And then, like you said, and this happens to me, and I get that same pain in my belly. And I said that to a friend one time. I said, I get this weird pain or like, oh, no, I have this pain right now. Um, But I love that you're saying this because it is it's like the the um, the alarm goes off. Right. And it's like, stop, stop. Something's not right. You're going in the wrong direction. You're thinking the wrong thought. Uh, And I love what you just said about like, go back, you know, and see what was that? Just rewind. What was that? What was I thinking? What brought that to me? Why do I feel this way? What am I thinking? Oh my gosh, this is so powerful. So tell me about how you work with your clients today. Now you have this amazing business. Tell me what you're doing and the kind of transformations you're making. So what I'm doing, I'm always working a lot on the being and also a bit on the doing. So obviously there are some skills which you can learn. Skills like visualization is a skill as such, for example, how to visualize and and how long and how you get there or creating an emotion in your body and how to connect that and all of these things. But after all, it leads to the being. And I work a lot from the being side. It's about detecting whatever you think about yourself in different situations. So I have, for example, clients who want to improve their communication skills. 
And many of these people, which is why they often want to improve that, are analytical people, for example, are introvert people who by nature think, I'm not made for being a communicator. A totally limiting belief. And as long as they believe that, they can get any training you want. They will never be a good communicator. Because <laughs> as long as they have that belief, they do not allow for applying the skills that they have learned. Use the belief, anyway, I will not do this in a good way. And I'm working always on the being to find out if there's the fruitful ground or to create the fruitful ground for skills that I then add on. So to liberate the space so that people can truly embrace the skills and the learning and techniques and methods, whatever, so that they can then really make a change and evolve into the direction where they want to go. So that's my principle. It's always a being-doing combination because I also like the practical side. I think it's important that we say so in the beginning, everything is practice as well. So yes. doing, there is, but people focus usually only on the doing and they don't understand why they don't get, they get it right because they do not look into this more or less invisible area of thoughts, of beliefs that triggers their emotions and their actions. And this is why the doing is not working in the right way. Oh my gosh, this is so powerful. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I know you have a few freebies for our audience. So let's jump into that right now. You have an ebook. Tell us yes. about that. So the ebook is called Top 10 Achievers Lessons. And it's uh, 10 approved, uh, proved and, and really powerful strategies how especially women can achieve their goals. It is made for, for women who are ambitious, who want to achieve certain things and who don't know how to get there because somehow they're standing themselves in their own way. <laughs> and in the top 10 achievers lessons, you have a different number of things in there, which help them actually to overcome these inner obstacles. First of all, understand, then overcome them and to know in which areas they can start working on themselves. And it's all the 10 with the exception of number one, which you need to start with, and that is to create a vision and a goal, because without that, you make efforts in zigzagging around and having no direction. So first of all, give direction. The other nine lessons, you can apply them in whatever order, actually. It, it's just important to bring them together, because the more you bring together, well, the more you shape a complete picture of how you want to be, who you want to become, and what you want to achieve. That is fabulous. And coming from a perfectionist, right? So yes. a shout out to all the perfectionists in the world. If she can do it, you can do it too, right? There's hope. Okay. And you have a masterclass. Yes, I have uh, three masterclasses coming up. One is running already right now. It's about the three reasons why you have not landed your dream job yet. And uh, it's a mix of... Uh, views behind the scenes because i'm partnering with an executive headhunter uh look behind the scenes of recruiting on the one hand but on the other hand obviously and that's more my part what is standing in your way inside of you because that is far more important than your cv or your plans because at the end <laughs> you can have the greatest plans ever if you're not able to take the actions accordingly and to communicate in an authentic and convinced way it will not work out so it's all about combining, again, the being and the doing in this industry masterclass. In one hour, we just go into certain findings so that people can understand what is standing in their way right now. And it's quite surprising sometimes what comes up. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And it sounds like fun. What a discovery, right? 
because, you know, you see that you see people that have the same education, they work at the same company, they sell the same product, they've had the same, all the same training, right? And one does better than the other. And it's often puzzling. People think, well, what's wrong with me? Right. And, and the truth is you have the answer to that. <laughs> and it's not what's wrong with you. It's what's wrong with your thinking. <laughs> right. I, and yeah. I love that because, you know, as, as frustrating as it can be to be the person in that position who sees what they want and can't get it, can't reach it, can't touch it for you to be able to flip a switch and say, well, there's really nothing wrong with you. You just have to think differently. Wow. That is sounds so easy, right? It sounds like that's, you know, the answer to this lifelong problem and journey. Uh, and it, you know, that, and the mindset, wouldn't you agree is what it builds a wall, right? The mindset stands between you and your success. And until you break that down, that wall, which is all of the things that you just described, uh, you, we stay stuck. I love this so much. I feel like I could talk about this forever. This is so in tune. Well, let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. They can find me very simply on my website. Now I have a complicated name, so but you will find it in the show notes. <laughs> so it's ulrikaseminati.com. Very simple. <laughs> And then you can find it all. <laughs> yes. And everything will be in the show notes and all of the links so that you can find the freebies and all of the ways to reach out with Ulrika and uh, be able to connect and get some of the support that you need if you are feeling stuck or being held back. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment, 
we can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing today your expert zone of genius on the She's Invincible podcast. We promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs, and we are going to just spotlight all of their expert zone of genius. We're going to teach everything we can to help these listeners to be able to take the steps and move in the direction of their dreams. And you have done that so well today. But we're not done. Uh, we also promise them that we are going to pull back the curtain, see everyone wants your success, but no one wants to pay the price you had to pay. But they don't know. They have no idea. So they think, oh, well, no wonder she's successful. She's smart. She's kind. She's beautiful, right? She's having that mountaintop experience. They have no idea what that journey looked like. And so right now we're going to share a little bit of that. Are you ready? Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So we're going to start with the good. Let's talk about a story. Share a story with us about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. The greatest part of my journey, and probably no surprise after this talk now, <laughs> is the moment, and it feels really like a moment of breakthrough where I had the feeling now I cracked the code of this bloody mindset thing. <laughs> I was working on it so intensively and I felt like I'm not getting through. I'm advancing, but I'm not getting through. And then there was this moment where suddenly it just worked and it felt like coming out of the blue, but obviously it didn't come out of the blue. It was just a result of a lot of work of months and months. Even I would say, did I spend one, two years, something like that very intensively to to find that out, to break down my inner walls, to finally move on and, and get rid of my imposter syndrome and understanding all of these things and so on and so forth. And it, there was a certain moment where suddenly I felt, wow, now it's there. Now it's like I feel free. I feel this lighthearted thing that I mentioned in the beginning. I feel that suddenly I can connect with my dream, truly feel it. I can nearly grasp it in my thoughts. It's, it's so tangible suddenly. And that was the moment where I knew, wow, now things will change. And you know what? Exactly in that moment, I had really big contracts dropping in from nowhere. And I thought, it's crazy. It just works. It just works. It's true. All of this I believed in, but which I couldn't make happen because there were so many blocking points in my mind. It, it happened. And it, it is true. It is really working like that. You change your thoughts. You change your reality. The real life follows your thoughts sooner or later. You just have to persevere and continue and not give up on that. And then things can happen that you 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 wouldn't expect them to happen ever. Or you would think it must be much more difficult. And suddenly it isn't because you have this, yeah, this light way of being and just letting it happen. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I can feel your energy around this. And I just want to say like, what... What did that describe that day? Because it was a moment. It happened, right? You had, I, I kind of associate like if you're in pain and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's no more pain anymore, right? Like it's like as you're healing, 
So what was that exact moment like? Cause, and that was what I was going to say was everything changed. Right. And you said that everything started coming to you, but what, like, where were you? Do you remember like that, that pivotal moment? Where were you? What was happening? Were you in all, like, I can't even believe, even though you knew it was true. Right. Can, yeah. Give it to us. What can yeah. these guys expect? Cause they're going to, we're going to tell them to do what you say. And then we're going to let them have that experience. Yeah. It, it's a morning. It was a morning routine thing. It was my morning routine visualization thing, checking where I'm at thing. Um, like manifesting in the, in this famous inner space, whatever I want and all of that. And what I was checking by that time, I was sitting actually on my sofa in, in the living room, doing my morning routine nicely after having done some workout, because I like to do that because then the body feels really well as well. And it's just a nice, a nice thing of body and mind at the same time. So, and I was just double checking my money mindset because I had big problems with that one as well. It was really, I, I wouldn't allow myself to be rich or to be, um, or to that money is something good. I had these, these beliefs and I know where they come from and the whole analysis was done. Yeah. So that was all fine, but I still had them. <laughs> I was checking, I was checking as I would do every day to how I can raise this. And I do a mental exercise to raise my income to an amount where I feel really guilty of. Because sooner or later that always kicked in. I felt guilty of that. And then I tune it down to an amount where I do not feel guilty of. And so I know where I'm at if I can raise this bar over time. And I try to do that. And on this day, and that was a clear signal where I thought, what's going on? Because suddenly this feeling of guilt didn't come at all, ever. I felt like, where is it? It's like you're looking <laughs> in a big room and it's empty. And I thought, it was just, you know, one of these friends that you don't want to see anymore. <laughs> it was always around every single morning. It was always around and suddenly it wasn't. And I thought, where is it? Seriously? Can I now say this famous sentence? That was my checking sentence. It is still today. I deserve to be rich. Can I say that without with believing it and without feeling guilty or having any doubt? And I said, well, uh, it's gone. I can say that. How crazy. And by this, I then checked also this, what comes with it, because money is not everything, but I knew that this was one of the blocking points. The other thing was, how do I see myself in a successful situation? Do I also have this free of mind thinking suddenly coming up? And I realized, wow, it's like, it, it was like clouds that were just wiped away from my sky and it was clear blue and everything was open. And I felt... This is amazing. And seriously, I was thanking the universe for that. I could still even cry today by having just this, you know, this, this moment again. It's, it's, it's incredible. And it, I knew that all these, these thousands or hundreds, I don't know, I've never counted hours of work on myself, actually, finally, wow, now there's the result. Now it's here. How, how wonderful. And since then, I'm still double checking kind of every morning was a continue my morning routine. And it's it's really funny because every morning I wonder if it's still like this and it's still there. But every morning I, I wonder again because I still feel like it's so incredible that that happened. And, and on the other hand, it's so simple. It's it's there's it's so utterly simple, and it takes so much work to get there. <laughs> at least for me. I think for some people it's easier. It depends really on where you're at with your mindset. But for me, as a perfectionist, it was a big bunch of work. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, I just, I, and I felt that when you just described that, thank you for that, because that was a gift. Uh, I felt that emotion and um, that's so powerful. Oh, that was so fun. Now wonder that was your greatest moment. Oh my goodness. 
So, you know, we have to go to the bad. <laughs> so let's save the ugly for last. But wow, tell us a story about the bad part of the journey. The bad part of my whole journey, and it's not about the mindset journey because I wasn't there yet, but it is a crucial situation that made that shift that I have to change what I'm doing in my life. And this is why I stepped out of the corporate world to make this change. So let's come to the story. I was a female leader, and this is why I'm focusing today also on female leadership. And this is why I believe that it's the biggest untapped potential that we have still in this world. Yes. Um, so I was a female leader, C-level executive, sitting there with a whole executive committee, and we were discussing that we have to relocate jobs to a low-cost country, and um, from Europe to a low-cost country. And obviously, it was cost a lot of people their jobs. That was clear. It's a bad decision to make. And it was clear that we have to make this decision. The question is, how do we implement that decision? And I was not the only woman. There was another woman. We were eight people, two women, six men. The other woman had a very male attitude. She was even somehow more in this male code behavior than, than, than some of the men were. So I felt pretty alone with my <laughs> approach of, hey, guys, this is a really important decision. And we can harm a lot of people with that. Not only those who leave that, who lose their jobs, but also those who stay. So we have to make a, a good decision about that. And we have to do it in a very human way, in a respectful way. We cannot do it like you plan to do it. There's no way of doing that. And I was insisting on that. And there was a lot of pushback from the guys because they said, oh, it's too complicated. No, not let's not do that because there was a risk also of... Um, confidentiality and other things. I said, it doesn't matter. We have to be, if you have to do it in a different way. And after, I don't know how many attempts, maybe two, three of that on my side in the meeting, I kind of gave up on it because I, because of my imposter syndrome of like, oh, I have to fit in. Oh, 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 I have to play a specific role to really be like, you know, be accepted by this exact committee. I was the youngest one as well at the same time. <sighs> And so, uh, so I stepped back with my opinion. I, I, I didn't say it anymore. I knew we were running against the wall. I knew it. And I didn't say anything anymore. And we were running against the wall. It was horrible. It, it went, it really, it destroyed the whole image and the whole reputation and the whole trust of the executive committee of the leadership. It was a disa an absolute disaster in this company. And I knew it coming by that time. And I didn't act on my on my convictions. I didn't stand up for my opinion because I thought I have to fit in the other opinions that were the typical, very fact-driven, very number-driven way of managing people. And afterwards, I realized, wow, this is a really enormous loss of opportunity. If female leaders or can be men as well, everybody who has a different opinion, a more sensitive opinion, potentially more emotional, who is not standing up for themselves because they believe that they are imposter or they are not good enough or whatever, and then let things happen, whereas they know perfectly well that it will be a really bad solution for other people. That's a crime, nearly. We shouldn't do mm. that. And this is how I came to the conclusion I have to do something about that. I did it because I felt I was like the only woman with this emotional side of or, or view or perspective on things. And this is why I was just tuning down my opinions. And it was totally wrong. 
It's exactly the opposite what women and people who have a different opinion should do. You should really open your mouth and insist on that and bring this other perspective and bring often it's the more female perspective, whatever that means. There are many shades and forms and I don't want to stereotype too much, but sure. it's about being yourself, being authentic, standing up for yourself. And that is my message today for female leaders or future leaders. It's so important that we bring in our opinions. And there are so many, I mean, the statistics all over that women can be the much better leaders. <laughs> yeah, yes. actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's not go into the different disasters <laughs> of this world that were caused by men being on the top of whatever a government or or a company. But it's uh, it's it's important to be yourself. And for me, that was a situation. I still regret that. I cannot change it. I cannot go back and do it differently. It has been unlike it was, and it's uh, the, the consequences were just there. And I don't know how these hundreds of people finally managed it. Mm. But um, yes, it's something where I think this shouldn't happen ever again. <laughs> and yeah. I know it will happen again here and there all over the world. But I want to make my contribution to not make it happen again. And this that's is right. That's yeah. right. And you're able in your work now, you're able to empower women to stand up for themselves so that it's a ripple effect, right? So you'll be able to empower other women and it won't happen to those women. You'll make a difference to them. I think yes. that's so amazing. And I love that you're authentic, you know, that you own that. Like you see that you knew how you felt and what you should do and you went against that. But mm -hmm. I love how you came back and owned it. Like, yep, I own it. I did that. It was wrong. I regret that. And now now you've really turned it into a way to help other people. And I think that's more important. So I'm so grateful for you and for that story. All right. Now we got to go to ugly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we never get away without ugly. I know because you know why women are always comparing themselves and they're, you know, when it gets hard, they think what's wrong with me? Well, there's nothing wrong with them. Everyone has ugly. And in fact, the more success we have, the more ugly we have to overcome on the way. So it's so important that we share the ugly uh, with them. Okay. So tell us a story about the ugly part of your journey. So I didn't have this, I hate rock bottom thing, you know, depression and all these heavy things, fortunately. So that is great. <laughs> Nonetheless, obviously, there was a moment where I was ready to give up. Uh, it, it was in this phase when I started to create my business, when I was working on myself like crazy. I was also working on my business like crazy, you know, like all the weekends and everything. And it just didn't come through. I felt like, it's the right thing and it's my mission and no, it's my purpose and all of that, but it will not work. And there was this moment where I thought, okay, at some point, I mean, you cannot do that forever. At some point you need to earn money. You <laughs> need to maybe go back to work in a corporation and, and, and just give up on this dream. And I felt like, oh my God, okay, maybe now's the moment where I have to do this. And it was, it was a horrible, the thought alone, the thought alone put such a, a huge knot into my belly, like, oh my God, this is so wrong. And it would break. It was like, I don't know, nearly like dying a bit because I felt like my dream is gone. And I also felt it's more than my dream. It's, it's the, it's the reason why I'm here. So the whole thing made no sense anymore. It was like, if I have to give that up, what a nightmare. How can I ever overcome this mentally? How can I ever enjoy whatever work I do afterwards? How could I? Yeah. 
And that was a moment where I thought, oh my God, but if I don't have the choice, then I have to, then I have to do that. And maybe I don't know, start besides work. But I knew that with all the efforts I put in, if I work 100% in another job, no way of pursuing this because I put in so much energy and so much time every single day. Right. And, um, that was actually when a friend, a very good friend of mine came over for a stay or it was over summer. And, um, and she said to me, you know, uh, people give up usually exactly at the moment when they're standing right in front of their breakthrough in the last moment. Are you sure this is really the, this is really the last moment. And she made me think, okay, let's give it a bit more time. Let, let's just do that. And let's just believe in it again. She was really helping me to energize myself once more, last round, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and, and that's right. Then a famous good moment then popped up, you know. And I felt like, oh, things are, yes, is there. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it. And I just thought, it's so true. You have to persevere. That's one thing. And most people just, I think, give up too early. Because they think it's not happening, it will never work. Or when there's one failure, they don't want to go for a second one. And I tried many different things in the beginning, which were not working marketing wise and all of that. And then at some point I thought, well, it will never work. And you come to this conclusion and it's the wrong one. Because today I know that you can make things work. Simply just have to change your thoughts about (laughs) what you want to achieve. You make things work. That's it. I love that. I love that because I'm thinking like, as you're saying this, the people who give up right before the breakthrough, they never know. They'll never know whether they could have made it or not. And the answer is that, yes, they could have just like you did because you didn't give up. And that is really the whole reason why we have this podcast. So I'm so excited to end on that note. Um, I would love to have you answer this question for me before we say goodbye. Um, And the question is, the world would be a better place if more people knew blank. And if you could fill in that blank for me. If more people knew about who they really are and would stand by themselves. Oh, and there's the mic drop. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Ulrika Seminati, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for being invincible and for sharing your story to help others around the world. And I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Tell them, Ulrika. You can do it. It's just up to you. Become the CEO of your life and take it into your own hands. (laughs) That's it. Get back up, girl. You can do anything. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.